0: Hey guys, before we get started, I just wanted to announce that uh, we are launching a starter course for the Cairo Biz Mastermind. So I know… A lot of people coming into our world are business owners or getting going or already established business owners. And I've had a lot of students or new grads and associates reach out, you know, looking for coaching and mentorship. And truthfully, the mastermind program isn't right for them. It's a little bit kind of too advanced, too high level. They're not there yet. They will be there, but they're just not there yet. So uh, actually myself and Dr. Jeremy Dinkin, who was on um, previous podcasts, is a, he's a, student of ours in our program, and he's done great to build his practice. We're putting together a mentorship, a course that's going to help uh, rehab Kairos, you know, kind of get started and get going, give them some of the basic business principles. And as I've always done in my world, it's usually I just create programs that I wish I had. As many of you know my story, I I'm in a physical therapy mastermind business program now, and I've been there for five or six years, and the reason I'm there in a physical therapy group is because as a Cairo, as a rehab Cairo, when I was looking for business mentorship, it didn't exist. And so my coaching now is literally just because that's what I wanted. Um, and so now if I was a new grad or just graduating, I craved business knowledge but couldn't find it. So we've gonna, we're going to create a course um, for, for you guys out there. So if you're interested in that course, shoot me an email, coaching at strive to move or oh, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram and just let me know that you're interested in it. And we can send over the information as we have it. We're literally building the course now based on what we are finding that people want. So again, coaching at strive to move.com uh, or shoot me a DM on Instagram. If you're interested in that course about learning more. Thanks. What's up everyone. As many of you who follow me on social, uh, I was away for, I think, 14 days total. So just to kind of give you a recap of where I've been the last 14 days. So I started my trip to go to Celebration Orlando, Florida for my mastermind program. So I'm in a CEO mastermind program where I'm a student. And I've been, I think, for four years now. And essentially what that program is... We get in a boardroom for two days and each business gets to present. So when each business gets to present, they talk about the problems that they're having. And then we try to devise solutions for the problems that we face. It's a, it's a pretty expensive program. It's a high-level program. And a lot of times the best takeaways are from listening to others which is fascinating because so many of us, uh, we just want to get our own problems solved when in reality we learn the most from listening to others. But that was my first leg of the trip. From there, I actually took a little bit of a weekend with my wife. We went to Sarasota for the weekend. I got some good sun. We spent some time together and I wanted to share with you one of the conversations she and I had uh, as we were walking on the beach because, you know, I just feel, I guess, really grateful for it. And, um, you know, I, I hope all of you, I hope the same thing for you in your career. And we were walking on the beach and one of the conversations we had in our CEO mastermind was a hypothetical of how much money would it take to buy you out of your career, right? How much money would it take? And what I said and what I found interesting was, you know, whatever money someone offered me, even if it was enough to buy me out of what I'm currently doing, you know, out of my businesses and out of my coaching program, the, the bottom line was that if I sold everything tomorrow, I would actually just start over doing the same thing. And I think, for me, that's a really awesome place to be. Because at the end of the day, all of us, we just want to be doing what we want to be doing. It sounds silly, but it's true. You know, if you think about what retirement actually is, it's just doing what you want to do. Because most of us don't actually want to retire and actually, we don't even want money. We just want the option. We want the choice. Money gives us options. Retirement gives us options. But doing nothing all day gets really old. And so, if you think about yourself and your career and your business, all you're trying to do is create more options for yourself. I think all of us in our personal, professional life should just strive for that. More money, great. Great. What does it do? Buys you options, buys you choices. But if we can get to a place where, if they took it all away from us, we would just go back doing the same thing, man. That's an absolutely amazing place to be. So that was my second leg of the trip. From there, I uh, took a bus, which was quite the experience, not a good one, to Miami, Florida, where I met with two of my clients. I met with Karen Malley, who is literally starting her practice as we speak, just unbelievably excited. And you know, my takeaway from that is. For me, obviously, I've been doing this a decent amount of time right now. But when I get in front of someone who is just starting, to see the excitement, to see the nervousness, good nervousness that they have, you know, brings me back. And they always say, you only start your first business once. So being able to sit with Karen and watch her and, and see the excitement in her eyes, it's like, I just hope she never loses it. So super excited for Karen. Uh, Then I met with the Tanris, who I apparently now know how to pronounce their name. So Mike and Trish, soon to be Trish Tanri, they um, are engaged. And I met with them. They are just getting started with their practice, and one of my big takeaways from my meeting with them is the idea of, of how to speak and how to present at a seminar. And so Mike is a classic. He's a great—he's actually a very highly competitive CrossFitter and loves to teach. And one of the—and the biggest thing we talked about, hopefully it comes out in a future vlog episode, um, is the idea of how to present information in a seminar in which— it gets people to take action. It gets people to take action. So it's one thing to deliver good information, but it's another thing to deliver it in a way to get people to take action that potentially want to become your patient. From there, from Miami, I uh, took a plane to Austin, Texas, where I met at Dr. Ross Bombin's office out in Austin. He's been practicing a decent amount of time. And, uh, he probably is one of the nicest offices I've ever seen. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. And when I was meeting with his team, you know, he runs a rehab style practice, but I think something that we sort of spoke about was actually delivering care at the level that we preach in the office. So I think this is a good takeaway for some people here. Um, one of the, the key points in in his office was that he had a gym and he had like sort of that clinic gym mo- model and on the wall of his office he had you know posters that spoke about strength levels he'd like for his athletes and his active adults and i think one of the issues was that they simply weren't communicating that to the patients in the office they were treating them very much for pain they were treating them soft tissue and you know adjustments and getting them out of pain and then the patients were going on their way but they really did they do and did believe in a lot of the strength-based stuff. And so one of the conversations in the office about how to you know, grow the business and maybe like keep people longer wasn't actually selling them anything more than what they actually believe in. So if we believe in this as rehab chiropractors to get people certain strength gains, at least we have to communicate that with them. If we have certain me- pull-up metrics or deadlift metrics or lunge metrics, or we believe that every client comes in should be able to squat a certain way, rotate a certain way. If we're not doing that with them, communicating that with them, and then giving them the opportunity to do that with us, I think we're missing the boat. Now, again, if you have a gym that you work with or you refer out to, fine. Uh, This is about first doing the right thing for the client. So if they're leaving your office and you're referring them down the street to a world-class gym that's doing all of that with them, great. But if you're not, then you might as well do it in your office or at least give them the opportunity to do it in your office. So that was my day in Austin. From there, I took a bus, beautiful bus, actually. This was a good bus, uh, to Dallas. In Dallas, I spent the weekend at Parker University. For you guys that don't know, Parker is absolutely doing an incredible job. They have, I mean, I can't imagine anyone has a nicer one, but the nicest sort of strength facility. I don't know how big it is, maybe 5,000 square feet. I mean, it's got everything. It's got turf. It's got a climbing wall. It's got Olympic weights. It's got machines. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So I didn't meet Dr. Bill Morgan. I've heard about him, but it seems like he's got things really moving in the right direction at Parker. Uh, incredible, and the DMax. Um, the they, they're going to be famous. The DMax are. I think they're turning around chiropractic education in the rehab setting. Uh, they are absolutely incredible. So Cody and Marianne DMAC, and they are in control of of those departments. I don't know their official title, so Parker, don't sue me. Uh, but they're. They're they're spearheading that movement. I got to speak with them and and meet them. And then we spent the weekend at the clinic gym hybrid with Josh Satterley. Some of you guys know him. I've been on his podcast. He was gracious enough to allow me to speak for a few minutes, about an hour on Sunday at his. During his clinic gym hybrid model, which had about fifty people there, including students at Parker and and some docs and clinicians around the world, uh, I should get that footage soon, and I'm going to post that uh, hopefully on YouTube and maybe release the audio on a podcast. So I'm absolutely looking forward to that. So my takeaway, my takeaway, and this isn't just a takeaway from this weekend, but it's a general takeaway. You know, I think we have lived in this world where we have a bit of resentment as kairos. I think all kairos, but specifically the rehab chiros. We live in this world of resentment because we went to chiropractic school and they didn't teach us business. And so we live in this world where we're frustrated when our practice stinks because the school didn't teach us business. I'm not going to sit here and... Cheerlead for chiropractic schools. I think they do not They do some things really well, and they do some things poorly. But what I'm never going to bash the chiropractic school for is for not teaching you business. So let me tell you a little bit of a different story. So I have a friend who's an orthodontist. And in his orthodontist program, included with that is actually an MBA program. So he does his orthodontics uh, advanced degree and an MBA which gives you a lot of unbelievably high-level business content. But what I recognized when speaking to him is his MBA program, I Still Don't Believe taught him how to run an orthodontist practice. An orthodontist practice, like a chiropractic practice, is a small business. I just haven't seen the correlation between learning and getting an MBA and running a small business. There are many people with MBAs that couldn't sniff the ideas of some of you guys out there running a small business. It is not the same thing. And the point I'm trying to make here is that if you think going to chiropractic school or you graduating chiropractic school, that they didn't teach you business and you're mad at them for that, that's, I think on you, I think that's a false expectation. Now, if they told you that when you went in, well, I guess I apologize. You know, that's, uh, uh, you know, they gave you a false sense of of belief and security, but I think, But I think we've got to look at it and break down the actual idea of learning business, quote unquote, in school. If you think about when you're going to chiropractic school, at the end of the day, you're there for two reasons. You're there to get a degree, and you're there to learn the basics. And I think when you finish chiropractic school, that gives you the ability to just start. The ability to just start learning. For my rehab chiros out there who are listening to this podcast, I know you because I am one of you. You mostly are seminar junkies. Why? Because you went to chiropractic school. It gave you a foundational knowledge of education. And then from there, you found an interest typically in the DNS and the TPI and the rehab and the MPI, all of the things that we know that we like to do. You found an interest in that and then you sought it out on your own. chiropractic school just kind of gave you the knowledge base to go out and learn extra. But if you think about life in general, do you know anyone that's been wildly successful by just doing the basics? So even if you had a business course in school that wasn't good or was a basic course, how could you expect that it's going to get, be, help you become a world-class business owner? I just think it's irrational. And I think you're setting yourself up for failure. Just like clinically, if all you did was the work to graduate, how good would you be as a, as a clinician? If you're in a class of 100 people, and you guys listening know this, there's probably about 10% that are going to do advanced education. They're going to learn more clinically. And so those are going to be the world-class clinicians. There's not going to be a world-class clinician graduating chiropractic school that's never dedicated time, money, effort, and energy into learning extra. So why do we think the same with business? Actually, if you really want to go deep into it, if I'm going to be harsh, it's that we don't respect business enough. We don't respect business enough. We respect, clinical, we respect our skills clinically. I spoke to people the other day TPI, one, two, and three, ART, all these different seminars. They probably spent 20, 30, 40 grand on learning clinical skills extra outside of school. And then they're frustrated that they don't know how to run business. Well, how much money have you spent learning business? Zero. They watched the YouTube video. They took a class and they're mad at the teacher at school. It doesn't make any sense. It's completely irrational. If I was, I, I, If I was that guy with the meme with the cardboard thing and I held a sign up, it's make chiropractic business education cool again. Make it cool again. Make people recognize and understand that if they want to be good at business, if you out there want to be good at business, at running a business, you have to learn business skills. You have to study business. There are different departments of a business, just like there are different departments of of clinical, right? If you think about yourself as a clinician, if you're really good at taking a history and doing an exam, that's a piece of it. After that, you have to be really good at doing hands-on treatment. After that, you have to be really good at doing rehabilitation. After that, you you have to be really good at doing return to play. There are departments, silos. Each one of them builds into a whole as being a world-class clinician. Business is the same thing. We have departments. We have a marketing department. You have to learn how to speak and communicate to get people in the door, top of the funnel. We have a sales department. You have to learn, once they're in there, how to communicate in a way that's going to get them to want to stay. If you're a rehab Cairo, to get them to want to pay more, to get them to want, how to see a different option, to get them to not want to use their insurance down the street because they see you as a higher quality option. You have an operations department. How does your admin handle the, the systems? How do you communicate with the staff? How do you process your billing? That's a department. Finance. The first question I ask people when I when I do coaching and consulting with them is have they ever heard of a KPI? Key performance indicator. If you haven't heard of a KPI, I don't think you've studied business. Not that you can't learn, but you know that is a business term. If you're studying finance, chiropractic business finance, if you don't know what a KPI is or you don't have any KPIs for your practice, well we're not we're not putting ourselves out there. It'd be like not learning hands-on technique. You know? Do you know how many leads? Do you know prospects? Do you know discovery visits? Do you know evaluations? Do you know plans of care? Do you know PVA? Do you know revenue? Do you know cash flow? Those are all aspects of learning finance, but that's a department. If you want to run a business, if you want to be a serious business owner, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. It's funny, um, to go off a little bit on a tangent, I've been asked quite a few times, about partnerships. And I have two partnerships, actually. So I, I feel qualified to speak about this. You know, my, my setup here, just to let everyone know, is I have a Strive to Move, which I started in 2015. Um, on paper, I own that by myself. And now it is managed by Ashton, Dr. Ashton Bill Amoria. And then I have Adjust Your Performance, which I am a partner legally with Dr. Allison Heffron. And I have the Funk Med Lab functional medicine business where I am a partner with Dr. Vin Tagliaferro. But the reason why I often discourage partnerships is because the two people coming to the table in a partnership offer they do not offer two different skill sets. And so for a partnership to work, you have to have you have to bring something to the table. Usually that's different because if you both do the same thing, one of you is useless. So if you get in a partnership with another clinician and you are both like clinician clinicians, there's no point. Might as well just share space. Maybe you want to share expenses, but to go in a partnership is silly. The reason I bring that up is because the partnership that's going to work usually has a technical guy and a business guy. And so I think we have to think about this in two different aspects. Now, when you're a solopreneur or you're opening your own practice, you have to wear both hats. You have to be the technical guy, the clinical guy, and the business guy or girl. But as you grow, in order to grow a, what I would call a, a real business that's going to grow in scale, you know, we have 13 staff right now. At some level, somebody's got to run the business. It doesn't have to be you. If you're the Cairo and want to be the clinician, that's fine. But someone's got to run the business. Someone absolutely has to run the business. Again, going back, marketing department, sales department, finance department, admin department, managing, leading. There's no way that you're going to grow a team and a staff and a bigger business. And if you want sort of what we've got here, five different businesses, you know, seven figures of revenue, you're not going to do it by seeing. 34 patients a week, head buried in a hamstring, and just hoping and praying that everything works. If you want to do that as the clinician, fine, but someone else has to run the business. We can't just assume. We have to respect business. You have to respect business. You are in chiropractic business, not just chiropractic. Now, part of our coaching program is helping people understand what it takes to get to the level they want to get to. Because if they say, I want to be a clinician, I want to keep it low overhead, and I don't really want to grow a huge operation, that's absolutely fine. But if you're going to do that, then we have to run the business a certain way to make sure that it has the least amount of headaches possible so that it can be maximally profitable. And there's a way to run a solo practice. And actually, it's, it's one of the most profitable ways to do it. To do what I've done to grow the team the way I have for the last five years, I haven't taken any more money out of the business. I made no more money because everything I made, I put back into the business to reinvest in people, reinvest in team, reinvest in buying a property. But again, part of the coaching program that I'm doing is to help people understand that. Because if you want to grow something big, you've got to make some sacrifices, but you have to understand the game that you're playing. I think more than anything, you know, if I if I look back at my journey, it's that I accepted the fact that business was actually a business, that being in chiropractic practice was being in business. And so at this point, people ask me how many patients that I treat a day. Uh, I really treat like two a week. And it's not because I don't like seeing patients. It's because I knew the level of business that I wanted to get to. And I recognized that someone had to run the business and that someone had to be me. And and if you really want to break it down, the the reality is um, I believe that there are other people in my organization, Dr. Ashton, Dr. Allison, Dr. Vinny, who can treat patients just as well as I can, if not better. But I believe my skill set is doing this and managing and running the business. And so what's best for the business, I believe, is for me, to do the other things. But where I want to start taking this podcast and the conversations that I'm starting to have with with, um, Kairos out there is just this, is higher level business, is higher level business. We've got to make sure that we are understanding and respecting what a higher level business actually looks like. So I want to kind of bring this back full circle. My rant originally started with what you learn in chiropractic school. And at some point, it, just accept the fact that you're not going to learn how to run a business in school, and nor should you. I don't think that's their job. If you come to me and had a, bad, had a bad experience at chiropractic school because they didn't teach you business, like I'll be the first one to tell you you've got the wrong expectations. That is not why you're there. As, uh, as one of our professors once said, listen, we are here in chiropractic school to make sure that you're not dangerous. Anything after that is on you. (laughs) That's it. We want to make sure that you have everything you need so you don't get sued. After that, anything is on you. And if you think about anything else in life, it's the same way. Nobody got ahead in life in any aspect by just doing the basics. So why do we think in business by taking one business course or learning business in school uh, that we're going to be okay, that we're going to know what to do? You know, the the other aspect of this is that saying that when the the student is ready, the teacher appears. I don't even think if I, who, you know, listen, I'm not great at this. I think I'm pretty damn good at coaching businesses. We've had a lot of results. I don't even think if I went to chiropractic school now and taught business— That I would get results with people because you're not in a position to learn it there You're in school. You're worried about passing boards. You're stressed to the max You're worried about all these other subjects. You're not in a position at that point to learn and run a business So even if they did have a really high quality business program and mentorship while you're in the middle of fifth try Studying for part one boards. Do you really think you're going to be able to accept that knowledge at that time? Hell no That's insane That's insane So if you guys are listening, we have a lot of students, we have a lot of clinicians, if you're frustrated, if you're nervous, if you're not sure, if you're pissed at your school, turn yourself being pissed at your school, and this could be while you're still in school or when you graduate, turn it into actually seeking out knowledge, into mentorship into learning. It doesn't have to be with me. There's a lot of other, there actually are other coaches and, and mentorships out there. There's free stuff on YouTube. I've learned so much from YouTube in the last month. There's this podcast. There's other podcasts. There's YouTube videos. But rather than just being frustrated and throwing your hands up that your business isn't good because you didn't learn skills and your business skills in school, man, nah, I'm not going to play that game with you. Sorry. That's that's a bad excuse. That's a bad excuse. My mission now, as I've learned in this rehab chiropractic world, is is to turn this profession around, right? To turn this profession around. I get so many rehab chiros that I talk to that are struggling in business and they're frustrated that the regular chiro down the street is uh, getting a lot of patients and charging them all this money and, and all these different things. And the only way that we're going to win this game is if we get those patients. Well, how do we get those patients? Well, we got to be better at marketing. We got to be better at sales. We've got to grow our businesses so we can hire other people, so we can get more patients, and we can turn, we can bring those patients in from the other guys from the dark side, bring them to us. But if we sit in our our clinics pissed off that we didn't learn business in school, or we're making five thousand dollars a month, that ain't going to happen. The other part of my mission now is to is to grow our businesses, to grow our rehab chiropractic practices to a point that we can actually afford to hire other rehab chiros. I can't tell you how many I've talked to in the last two or three months looking for jobs out of school and the rehab chiropractic jobs just do not exist. It's because we don't have a good enough business to afford to bring people in. So if you're in school, again, if you're in practice and you want to learn business, you got to learn business skills. You got to learn business skills. You got to respect that the business is a business. Just like you learned all the clinical stuff, you got to learn business if you want to. You don't have to, but if you want to and you want to grow a business, you absolutely have to. So far in my coaching group, I've been been doing it about a year. Not every single person that's done 20% of what we told them to do and focused and dedicated has seen a positive growth in their business. Not one person has failed if they just do the work. You guys out there are smart. You guys out there have a level of discipline. You guys out there have shown to show up on time, to be dedicated to your craft, to do enough to learn and educate yourself, to pass boards, do all the things required to graduate chiropractic school. Say what you want about it, but, you know, based on... You out there as a Cairo compared to the rest of the population, the bottom line is you're smarter than most people. You're more dedicated. You'll show up on time. You're responsible. You know how to study for a test. You know how to get through. You are more than qualified to run a wildly successful business. The only thing stuck in your way is either your mindset or your clinical or your business skills. All the other factors are there. If we can get through those two things, you're going to be successful. But we've got to spend the time to do it. So I hope if you're out there and listening, this message resonates with you in that just to bring the awareness around, if you want to run a good business, you have to have good business skills. To have business skills, you have to dedicate yourself to learning business skills. Um, Just to wrap up, we are launching a kind of like a starter course I'm doing it with Dr. Jeremy Dinkin, who was on last week's podcast. He is, was an intern of mine. He is a, 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 he's a member of my coaching program, but he has so many students that come to shadow him, new grads that come to shadow him. So we decided to to launch an intro course. It's for people who sort of aren't ready for our high level mastermind program. The high level mastermind is, is for, is for business owners that are usually already in their business uh, or been in practice. But this program is going to be more of a a starter. It's going to be, you know, mastermind light. It's going to give people a lot of the same information, just a little bit more digestible, a little bit slower. Um, but it, it's, it's a program that I always wanted to create because I do think that the students and new grads and associate docs are craving in the rehab setting to give them some guidance and mentorship. So um, I don't have all the details yet. We're working it out. We're actually speaking to people now to see exactly what they want. We want to build the course around what people actually want and need. But if you're interested in that to learn more information, you can just send me an email, coaching at strive to move.com. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm in touch with a lot of people on there. But if you're interested in that, absolutely, just um, you know, let me know. We'd be we'd love to have you, or if you just wanna get some more information. But I hope everyone has a great rest of your week, and we'll see you later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strivetomove.com. And four, leave us a five-star review